Welcome back to the CrossFit Buff Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jason, and on this episode, I was joined by Sam Pullen. We had a really interesting chat about mobility, and we also gave a shout-out to Simon this time. And uh, Simon, Sam guessed which Simon you are. Uh, if it is you, let us know if we got it right. So that would be great. And if it's not, then let us know which Simon you are. The links to the member spotlight uh, form is in the description, so uh, please head on and head on over and fill that out if you haven't done so already. Uh, there's even a box for other, so if you're not a member at Bath or Trowbridge, still uh, fill out uh, the form, let us know where you're from, because we'd love to know who's listening to the podcast. Uh, I think that's all I've got to say for now, so let's head on over to that uh, conversation with Sam. So I'm sitting here at the bridge once again, my, my home away from homes at the moment, with the most nervous person I've ever had on the podcast. Yeah, Sam. Hey, good, evening. Oh, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon, yeah. How are you feeling? All right, mate. Yeah, not too bad. The introduction is actually pretty true, pretty nervous, not going to lie. And it's only me and you at the top of this room here, so... It's odd. <laughs> it's a little odd. It's not, I mean. it's not live. No, it's not, but I know it will. All right, I'm going to be nervous later when I'm trying to hit my back squat and you'll be watching, <laughs> okay, you'll so be we all get nervous. Be, you'll be fine. So to warm you up, make you feel better, get those, those podcast muscles... <laughs> Nice and loose. A few warm-up questions. Some sent in. Not specifically for you. Don't Gosh, panic. Okay, yeah. Worried. So the first question is from someone from Bath. So we have Tony. Very nice and easy one, Hiss. Salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Oh, cheese and onion. Really? Yeah. If I have too much salt and vinegar, I feel like the salt numbs my lips. So yes. He didn't mention in extreme quantities. He just said which... No, I'm going to go cheese. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Cheese and onion, I reckon. This might be more challenging. It's from Jane from The Bridge. Describe your life... In one word. Describe my life in one word. Fun. Fun. I'm going to say fun, yeah. Very positive. Oh, yeah, I have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be. <laughs> so this is a question I've put in. Okay. Now, while I was setting up up here, I can't help but feel like I was hearing Shaq sort of give some some hints and tips about a question that might have come up, which is, if we're going to make the movie of CrossFit Bath and the bridge i suppose yeah. now who would you pick to play you oh, in that movie god who would i pick now i have we've got a member here will taylor a will i met we've got a member here called will taylor and i think he could play me pretty well i would say uh, yeah i'm gonna go for will you go for what this is oh so that will be like his first film yeah everyone yeah. will be like who's this unknown that they've cast he must be really good yeah, in I order i don't reckon he's gonna let me down no i reckon he'll do well yeah that's I mean, amazing. I reckon, I reckon we'll tell you. He'd, he'd be chuffed for that. Better be anywhere. Be bloody livid if not. And he'll be uh, standing next to Brad Pitt <laughs> playing Shax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he said Brad Pitt, didn't he? Gosh. Well, yeah, that'd be a good little film to watch, I reckon. It's going to make it much harder for me to uh, to find a picture to put up on this mm. one, but don't worry. I'll, I'll get it done. It's been the most original answer so far to that question, so well done. Here's a nice question. This is from Emma, so we're back at the bath. What's the most embarrassing thing you have ever done at the gym? Embarrassing thing I've ever done? Okay, well, I, don't, I, don't. I think I've demoed a squat. You know, I'm sure everyone has done it. They get to the bottom of the squat and then just some sort of internal organ decides to trump at the bottom. I'm probably going to say that's done it, but I don't know, I don't know if actually have blamed each other in the class or I've gone, oh, yeah, quickly get out or get on with it and carry on talking. I'm probably going to say that, that I know of. Yeah. It's quite difficult when you're demoing to, to try yeah. and pass it off onto it's somebody it's else. When you turn the music down and then you yeah. do it. And call everyone, everybody pay attention, look at me. Yeah, look at me. At the bottom, no good. Yeah, okay. I think that's a, it's a good answer. You, you've, you've, you've nicely walked that line of not saying something that's going to ruin your reputation forever. No. 
and also not some very vanilla kind of oh, of course that's it something natural you know? oh my my t-shirt was on backwards oh. yeah no 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 brilliant feeling warm yeah i think so yeah oh, I, think I can relax a bit now. You, relax a bit i mean you look completely different now <laughs> stop sweating that's great oh, yeah yeah gosh before we move into a more general topic for today i just thought it'd be nice to hear a little bit about your background so maybe what you were doing sort of before crossfit then kind of maybe how you discovered crossfit in the first place why it appealed to you and then sort of even move that on to to coaching and really uh, pursuing it sort of full time yeah um, i'm probably gonna say over 10 years ago i did my personal training course and then i was at fitness first for about two or three years as a fitness instructor and then as a personal trainer and then that industry the industry at the time then was oh, it just didn't work for me so i came out of that for four years and i worked into a um a tool hiring company uh and then from that within that time i actually started at bath and at Bath um, CrossFit and I just jumped into one of the intro sessions and from that point I was just like yeah I need more of this in my life so then I did more of it and uh, kind of like everyone else does to get absolutely deep into it thought I was fit but not fit and I'm like right well I need to get fit I remember being next to Shaxx and he was on the row at some point and I was like how is this guy so fit how times have changed um oh yeah I hate me saying that I can't wait and then so from there I, I actually sort of showed an interest and got involved in doing some of the intro classes and that was quite nervous when you had to try and teach that for the first time. And it was only an air squat that I was teaching. And then, yeah, that kind of developed over a couple of years. And then 2015 is when we, well, I went to regionals. With, and that was the last time that the Bath had got a team into regionals. And then from that point is when they opened up like, the gym here. And they actually asked me a year prior to that, if you wanted to come in, would, would, you, would you want to help run one of the gyms? I'm like, yeah, when are you doing it? Tomorrow? The next day? Next week. So that was quite a long, that was quite a long time. So, yeah, and then it's developed from there really for the last five years it, it is it, it's funny how at the end of the day we're kind of all the same so you know you're saying like when you're just teaching an air squat and you get that kind of anxiety of mm. and i think it's the same whenever the coach sort of asks you to demo a movement you suddenly forget like you've done <laughs> yeah. it a hundred times you're just like this is what he meant right yeah yeah have i been doing it wrong all my life yeah, no no, no it's it, fine the thing is we, we pick people out of the class because you're like you know we know that you can do it we're not picking you out there to humiliate you it's just you know just, just do it it's just the pressure yeah, well, I don't know, I know it. Sat here in front of you now with this microphone in my face. I mean, I've told you I can edit anything out, but you've <laughs> specifically requested that I leave that dig you made about Shaxx in. Yes, so, please. Yes, please. 100%. Just so he knows <laughs> there was the option there. So the first time I met you, so because, yeah, five years ago, so I wasn't doing it five years ago, so when you, I wouldn't have seen you sort of at your time in Bath. I did meet you in Bath when you came to do a mobility session. Let's say it was a one of our fun outside-the-box sessions. Yeah. Uh, but not outside in the cold, upstairs in a moderately warmer room. True. Uh, and you, yeah, you took us through this um, mobility thing. thing. I don't know what to call it. Session. Which was very interesting and quite difficult. <laughs> Much more than you thought, oh, I've just got to move my legs here and my arms there. That sounds easy and then quite a killer. But I know that then sort of from there you were also doing, you were working with Bath Rugby team again. Uh, teaching sort of mobility sessions and, and helping them with that. So I thought that would be, for me, a very nice topic for us to talk about. I don't know if it is for you. Yeah, 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 of course. Well, I just, well, I mean, I suppose the very first question should be, how did that come about? Like, how, where did the kind of interest in, in mobility or this focus come about? I think I f when, I, when I first started here, it was a case of, I, I want to try and do everything. And then you soon realize you can't do everything. And then you kind of narrow down, you know, do you want to go down the nutritional route? Do you want to what, what do you want to do? And then I think I was talking to Shax at one point. He's like, oh, have you heard of this guy called Dr. Andrew Spina? And I said, no, 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 never heard of him. 
and he does a lot of he's um, an osteopath in america and he does these courses called functional range conditioning and the company's called functional range Se- um i think it's functional range seminars can't remember now I was like, yeah. So I read up about it, um, listened to some of the videos that people had done before. And it was very, very interesting. It was a def- definitely a different take on, on joint health. Because if we think about the body as a, as a scaffold, if we had a scaffolding outside of a building, you start loosening everything off. And then you put a load on top of that. The scaffold breaks. So I'm kind of very interested in saying that, you know, people want to try to get stronger. But what they don't realize is that what ranges of movement do they have or restricted to? But then try and put a bar over the head when they can't even put their arm above their head. So I was very interested in that. And I just thought, okay, well, I'm going to have a... I'll have a look at it and I'll see how much it is. And do you know what? I'll do the first course. And me and Shax went to London and did one of the courses there. And then from there, there's four of them that they do to try to complete everything, which over the couple of years, we did four of them. And I just, I just thought it was so important that nobody, everyone is trying to run before they can walk. And no one really looks at themselves and gives themselves a bit of an MOT prior to starting any form of physical ability. They just think people can do it. So it just kind of interested me. Then you said about Bath Rugby as well. And I... Uh, Sophie Bennett, who is, was, remember, at Bath? Her partner um, was the head strength and conditioning coach at Bath Rugby, in which I approached, I, I sent in an email saying, basically, I think the players would really benefit from doing this, and uh, it would be great between their sessions and after games and before games. And so I went in there for a bit of a trial, went there and did four sessions for the players. So making six foot five, seven guys whinge is the greatest feeling without even touching any of them let alone do it for 44 people in a room. So, um, yeah, there's quite an experience. And it seemed to go down well. And like you said earlier, it was quite, it's quite hard. And a lot of cramping. Yeah, there's a lot of cramping indeed. Yeah, it's, I think because um, at the time my wife was still uh, coming to, to CrossFit Bath. Uh, so it, was, cause it, was, it must have been quite a while ago now. It was, yeah, it was, I think it was more or less when we first moved to, to the new location. But I, rem- I think she went in and did it sort of earlier and then I went and did the latest like the last class sold it so she'd come home (laughs) so i said oh yeah it's uh it's different it's it's just i suppose like dialing it right back like a good question that i would say is a good question wow praising myself already a question that might come to mind then is obviously we talk a lot about people talk a lot about flexibility and then and when we do our our stretches at the end of a session there's always that one and they're like oh look how flexible they are they were what exactly is the difference then between flexibility and mobility so i'd say flexibility is 50 percent of the way of being there for having mobility flexibility is more say useless ranges of movement but at least you're you're able to to be mobile in some way but mobility is having the strength within your ranges of movement you might look at like in yoga class you have that instructor at the very front that just look like they have no bones and they're made of jelly but then you take a rugby player if a rugby player was that flexible but they're not mobile in the ranges that provide them so if a, if a rugby player is trying to put their hand out to the side to try and stop a player they need to be strong within that range of movement if they're not then they're, they're just going to be too flexible and an injury could potentially happen so flexibility really is a, is a useless range of movement mobility is a is a useful range of movement so to speak if that makes any sense yeah take that all you flexible people <laughs> useless no by no means by no means no, no, i get it i no, I get what you mean. So it's sort of saying flexibility means you kind of you can get into this position, whether or not you can do anything once you're there is another story. Mobility is where you can get into that position and function. Exactly. Like if you think of like a jujitsu person who does, um, you know, they've got their foot up by their chest because they've got a guy on top of them. Very, very flexible. But they're going to need him in a position they can try and get that guy off. So they're going to have to be very, very mobile in that position and be actively stronger in that movement to be able to push out. I guess for the the everyday common CrossFitter that's got obviously as you're saying like 
rugby players they it's their their life they need to have this mobility they need to be in these positions i suppose in life i guess we we default into the kind of positions that we we find we need to be mobile in because of our job or our hobby or whatever it is we're doing so it might be that in certain in certain positions you're very mobile because your job requires you to constantly be going through this sort of range of motion but i suppose if they came along and did a session with you they would quickly discover that yeah that you're actually maybe more mobile than most in that position but over here is another story and then you've got quite a big weakness because you're never getting into this sort of position yeah the body's the body's very clever shutting down ranges of movement that you don't use if i was to if i was to film you and and watched all of your movement patterns and and you create a silhouette of all your movement patterns and i found out that raising your arm up you actually never never raised it above your arm over a period of 10 12 hours throughout the day actually even when you went to sleep so let's call it 24 hours because you sat at a computer all day but yeah i ask you to come in here which you've done for many many years and then you come in here and I ask you to do an overhead squat. Well, one, if one, I don't know whether you have that range of movement. And two, am I asking you to get in a position you can't get into? So yeah, like I said, the body's very good. Like if, if you broke your collarbone and broke your shoulder and you had it in a sling for six months, you can be probably sure that if you want to go and raise that above your head straight out the gate, it's probably going to be a bit tough to do. Yeah. So is there any any hope then? So if, if I'm in this position where you say maybe you know, I don't work at a desk all day, but let's say I did. If I was working at a desk all day, never putting my arms overhead and then... You know, I see all the people overhead squatting. It looks cool. I want to be able to do that. I know Shax doesn't want me to, but I want to do it. Is there, you know, is it a case of, well, you've been doing this job for the last 20 years. Sorry, no chance. Or can everybody do something to improve their range? You can, as long as there's no physical restriction, you know, and it's just really a sort of muscle tissue that you're trying to elongate, so to speak. You can, you can spend, you just need to spend time. And like anything, you just, you need to do it on a repetitive and consistent amount of time over a long period of time like nobody got a max back squat more than their body weight in one day unless you've just got it people had to work on it but yeah it's like ranges of movement you have to work on ranges of movement if you don't have it to be able to get there now that sounds hard because that sounds like oh i've got to you know invest time to do this and you said for a long period of time and 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 it's not like coming in here and you know working that back squat and everybody sees me and they see my numbers going up and it looks cool and I get it on the gram and everybody's sort of yeah cheering Uh, this is a lot more I'm at home on my own in a dark room trying to push my arm into a position it doesn't really want to go so what is the you know I think with Shaxx we talked about the why and sort of you know that even a little bit that kind of ego check with with your back squat for example like why do you need such a strong back squat you're smashing your knees is it worth it and you know what's your reason for training so i guess in order for somebody to really commit to saying well i'm going to do some mobility work every day i'm going to keep doing this over the course of the next weeks months years what is the why what what is if you had to sort of sell it to someone as look this is why it's so important or this is how it's going to help you in the gym this is the the overall effect it's going to have what's sort of that that key that key selling point so, God rest her soul, my grandmother passed away five years ago. My grandfather actually passed away about four days ago. I want to make sure that I get later in life, not being in a position I can't get out of my chair, unless I'm, you know, I'm in a position where I'm, I'm too old and I physically can't do it. So, in terms of joint health, what if you had you now that did nothing, sat in a chair, did very, very minimal stuff over the next 30, 40 years, but had another person of you that every day just moved their joints every day, a person's going to probably be in a better state when you get into more like your 70, when you're 70 years old or plus. 
I would say the benefits of doing it is trying to thank yourself for later in life. Look back when you're 70 years old and say, yeah, thanks, you looked after me back then. Obviously, we, within the classes, everyone kind of works really, really hard, but it's what you do in between. It's what you do before, it's what we do after. And all, I, all I'm trying to do is try, I would, I'm promoting, even with clients and guys in the gym, is just move, even if you moved it for, you've moved your, moved your shoulder for 10 seconds back and forth, you moved your hip in circles for 10 seconds back and forth, you, every sort of hour or so, you just stand up and you just move it. It takes a few seconds to do. But just try and move it with intent and purpose. You might, sp- you, you might for the first part of your morning, depending on what people's routines are, is you might just stand up every couple of mi- every hour and just move your hips, your lower part body until lunchtime. After lunchtime, until you finish at five o'clock, you might just move your upper body a little bit. You just flick, um, flick the kettle on. You might do something I've done. I do it every morning. Flick the kettle on. I try and beat the kettle. But I say I do it with intent. But I try to make sure I try to get all these morning routines on my shoulders, my spine, my scapula, my hips, my knees, my feet. And I just try to move them as best as possible. I just want to make sure that when I get out of bed, I'm not getting out of bed in pain. I try to look for the further down the route. Maybe now you might not see it. So you're saying that you kind of try to get through this whole little routine in the time it takes the kettle to boil. Yeah, and you can do that. And I think that's where it's great having someone like you come on the podcast, talk to the members, because I'm sure we've all, with the best of intent, gone on YouTube and tried to find something to help us. So like, I know I need to stretch more. I know I, know I need to, to be more flexible, probably, we thought maybe mobile is a better word uh, and you've perhaps like found a video and it's like oh it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes and then you're thinking well hold on I haven't got 20 minutes in the morning and evening on top of going to the gym going to work spending time with my family yeah if I was a games athlete that would make sense but I'm just me but saying well here's something you can do in the time it takes to boil the kettle yeah and and, and you just you could be sat on the loo you could just roll your neck you'd be sat on the loo and just sort of move your shoulders back and forth um, you know, you, we sat here co- having a conversation now. Let's say it wasn't on this podcast, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, move your fingers up and I stick your middle finger at somebody. Like, you know what I mean? I <laughs> Maybe you don't have to do that, but it doesn't take a great deal. And you know, rather than like you said then about people trying to find 10, 15 minutes, oh god, I can't do that. Got kids, it's going absolutely crazy around me. It's trying to accumulate 10 or 15 minutes over the period of your day. So if you were to in the morning, you know, say just the kettle's going on, you just move parts of your body. But it's, there's a way of moving. You don't just flap like a bird. You know, there's an intent to, to try and do what you're doing. Um, but you accumulate 10 minutes of rotations of some sort throughout the day. I'm feeling a bit better now with that final that final sentence relieved some of the guilt I was feeling because my son will not sit still for anything. Like eating his dinner, he's moving around. He just, he cannot sit still. And we're constantly telling him, just sit still, please sit still. And then I think, oh, now you're saying, oh, you know, maybe just doing these, you should be moving. I think, oh, he knows, what, he's, he's already doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the wrong. But intent Maybe I just need to channel it. <laughs> that, that's the trick. But even if throughout the day you just pick one area of your body and you wanted to do that, you don't have to do all of it. And, you know, one day you did upper body stuff, lower, next day you did lower body stuff. And you just moved that same joint throughout the day. If you keep trying to keep it as simple as that. And you move it for 10, 20, 30 seconds at a time, move on for the rest of your day. So do you, do you think that it's just, I mean, I, well, a couple of questions I have then actually is one is do you find in your experience that there are probably the most common weaknesses like across the board or is everybody completely different or it's a kind of generally this is the position most people sort of neglect or the position we're in less often in daily life and that's probably a good starting point maybe so you know people sit down legs at 90 degrees they sit on the loo 90 degrees they get in the car 90 degrees they sit on the sofa 90 degrees and then they lay down go to bed so 
hips and lower back are nine times out of ten people's problems and issues that I've seen, especially within the gym. And then also the ankles. You know, you know, we try and get people to go into a squat. People lean forward quite a bit because they don't have a lot of dorsiflexion in their ankles. So ankles is another thing as well. People trying to press the bars up above their head. They can't because their shoulders aren't don't have the range for it. So therefore, lower back takes a bit of a hit. So yeah, hips and lower back usually are the predominantly people's area of weakness, I would say. And then is there going to be, I mean, I, I'm assuming there is because obviously as a, as a smaller <laughs> athlete, <laughs> athlete in massive inverted commas there you know as a, as a small person i quite like whenever there's a lot of technique to something because i like to feel that the technique is kind of the leveler so when it's just brute force no chance as soon as there's some technique involved if i can work on the technique at least it's going to help put those numbers up a little bit closer to some of the big guys fractionally closer so technique is obviously very important we understand that across the board when we're throughout crossfit and you know shax is always telling us isn't it it's, sort of get it down right before you start adding load so if your mobility is going to be directly limiting your technique so you've just mentioned in the squat for example so we got squats today is it as simple as improving your mobility in those positions whether or not you increase your muscle mass and your physical strength the number is still going to go up because you can be in a, a better more functional position I'm not, I'm not going to say that everyone's going to get massive numbers by changing, but let's say, for example, on a squat element, is you're trying to pick out the pieces. It's like, okay, um, what do I need for a squat? Well, I need, I need a set of hips. I need good ankles. I need my thoracic part of my spine to better sit itself upright. What you're trying to do is, because it can be quite a complicated movement, is you, you, you pick the pieces out. So, for example, if I pull your hips out, pull your knees out, pull your feet out, and we work on these certain areas, and then we go back into that squat and element, and then we just work on that. Oh, has that worked? No. Okay, great. Well, what's now another area that needs to be worked on? Okay, this is another area because you're, you're showing that you can't keep yourself upright or whatever it may be. As you pull it, you pull it apart and you work on the parts, you bring it back, you put it back together and then you reassess. So that's probably how I, how I would go about stuff. Is, is you, can, you can't get better at squatting if you, if you don't pick out the pieces that needs to be fixed. Otherwise, you're just pushing against something that you don't know what you're doing because you haven't put, pulled the parts out and you can't can't work on those parts and you can't go back and retest obviously if everyone had you watching them that would be great wouldn't it because i'm sure you know i can go down and do a squat now and you can just look and go okay that that and that they're the areas and hopefully even and these are maybe two or three movements that you could be doing throughout the week and that's gonna help not magically fix but at least move you in the right direction on that obviously not everyone has you there to watch them every time they're squatting or pushing a bar overhead or anything so is there a sort of a way we can self-identify these these issues because i often find you can feel like something is is good and then maybe you see it and you realize it's not or even vice versa sometimes you feel like oh, i don't think i was in a it, it's quite difficult i mean some people have incredible self-awareness in their movements but i think for a lot of us when if we could sort of see it through somebody else's eyes we'd realize oh, it's not quite what it is in my head so is it just filming ourselves or are there ways that when we're going down we can kind of have that little checklist in our mind you can do i mean you you have this you could have the perfect av perfect avatar doing the doing the movement but if somebody's had an ankle issue and they can't physically get into the squat they might have one ankle that's better than the other you just have to work within your remit that's if, you, if your ankle doesn't go forward enough, it doesn't go forward enough. So if you have to compensate in a bottom of a squat, for example, by sticking your bum up and chest going forward, 
then so be it. If you can't pressure your arm above your head because you've done some sort of damage that you can't do that anymore, but the other side can, you just you have to change the exercise. I'm not going to ask you, especially anyone in the gym here, we're not going to ask you to do something you can't do. So if you do look at something and you identify it, I suppose it's just knowing what you can do through biology and exercises, try to increase your ranges of movement, or you change the exercise up if you don't know what you're doing. But I suppose with like things about noticing about your joints, is you can do what's called con- uh, controlled articular rotations every morning. So that's when I say I'm not trying to beat the kettle, but trying to just move my joints as best I can, is that you use that as a bit of a self-analyzing MOT. And, oh, yeah, my shoulder's a bit iffy. Okay, well, I'll just, just do more more circles. And if nothing really gets any better than that, then obviously you probably going to see some sort of medical professional. And then finally, I guess, on that sort of idea of, of sort of self-analysis, obviously through life we do pick up injuries here and there or different things that happen uh, you know you're saying perhaps your your ankle is an issue and and it just is uh, and i guess there is there is going to be that point where we do have to just accept certain things okay th- this is never going to be as good as as that one even so is it still is it like a complete write-off or oh no still do it and it's going to improve it's not going to get you know that a plus level but at the moment it's to see it could get to a b is that no, well, I suppose, you know, let's say prior to someone's in injury, they're at their 100%, whatever that 100% is. If they have an injury that you need to modify an exercise, that's still your 100% because you're you're working as best you can for that injury or, I don't know, if it, even if it's not an injury and you just physically can't do it. It's just your 100% in terms of what you can do at that time. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't make it worse or, or better. It's just you're trying to work as best as you can. Yeah, I suppose it goes back then, I guess, to the the definition that you were giving before of mobility. So it's, you know, as long as when you're in that position, you can function, that that's going to be okay. Is there then the danger of, and this might be a stupid question, in which case we edit out, don't we? <laughs> might be a stupid question, but is there then that danger that somebody could improve their flexibility to the point that they start putting themselves in maybe a compromising p- position because you, you have the sort of the flexibility to get into a movement, but you're not having that mobility to, to function there. Yeah. You have people that are quite hypermobile. Um, and let's say like we've got there's a lady in the gyms, ex gymnast, I think, and she's very hypermobile, but it's like you can strengthen a particular range of movement to make you stronger there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If getting to that point is dead easy. And also beyond that point is going to be quite easy as well to kind of, to be quite flexible but you can strengthen a range of movement within your range of movement of your joint and you can make specific areas slightly stronger yeah you can do okay because I, I think that's almost the again again our friend google that's very useful i think uh, i'm sure it's something i've seen or heard of some kind of bro science article or or video or somebody talking about you know how the, the dangers of being so sort of, oh, it's not good to be too mobile too flexible because it's it's sort of you need to you need to be stiff almost for whatever reason to, to protect yourself it, it it depends you go in sport specific or you or or just sort of general pop i mean if somebody's hypermobile they're hypermobile that's not bad yeah it depends what you want to try and depends what you're doing with it and i guess that loops all the way back around to the why are you here in, in the first place what is your your goal and if you need to be super mobile for something I suppose. but but i think it, it's difficult isn't it, to strike that balance because on the one hand you can say well i'm not an af- you know i'm not i'm not a professional sportsman i'm not pursuing this as a career this is just my my hobby and to keep 
myself in shape but then at the same time you know your your example earlier of the why kind of yeah when you're when you're older you're gonna regret if you haven't put in the time because you're you know your joints are now so seized that you can't just stand up like like that's the the fear for a lot of us of course i mean you know i expect your son or any other um people that have young kids out there that when the, when the kids squat they sit in the bottom of the squat like, we all had it we just chose not to keep it going through life i still want to try and be 70 years old and sit in the bottom of the squat with my grandkids or whatever i still want to be able to try to do that so yeah everyone everyone had the ability to do it we just chose not to continue it going through life because of x y and z yeah it, it is frustrating to sort of because now we've got baby emily as well so she's like 10 months and we were watching the other day and she just drops into a she can't walk yet but she can sustain a squat for sort of play whatever you know whatever's on the floor in front of her she's sort of picking it up looking at it probably putting it in her mouth <laughs> but she's uh just sitting there in the bottom of a squat it's not fair i remember at bath rugby and there's a there's a meeting going and i just there was no chairs and i was like i'm not gonna sit on my bum so i'm just gonna sit to the bottom of the squat and one of the guys was watching me and he was like, you just sat there for 20 minutes, sat in the bottom of the squat. I was like, yeah. I just started uh, baffled. Well, this is normal. I'm baffled that you can't do it. So now did you go into that meeting before I remove all the chairs just so you could have your kind of big dog moment of <laughs> just showing off? I should have. I should have done it. I just, just sat next to the person who was giving the meeting. I just sat there. Lads just saying this is what you could be doing, but you don't. But yeah. Weren't tempted to just do a wall sit? <laughs> oh no, I'm not doing a wall sit for 20 minutes. That'd be too painful. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because the, the the mobility discussion I find fascinating. I lived in Italy for ten years, which obviously means I had free car accidents. Or <laughs> let me rephrase that: I had people hit me three different times with their car. Oh, so, um, and the the final one was sort of stopped at a red light, not stopping, stopped, and someone right. just went into the back of me because they didn't see that there was a red light or a car. Um, and because of that, I had to have some uh, some physical therapy on my shoulder. And I remember like going and getting this kind of analysis and them checking and, and I, I felt like this professional sort of doctor who was quite critical of the mobility in my legs and sort of trying to hold one leg up. And like, oh, you're very, is that as far as it goes, really? And I was like, well, yeah, I guess. But then when I come here, the only thing I can do well is sit in, into a squat and sort of, you know, when you've got your hands on the wall and then people are always commenting, oh, you're so mobile you can get down there. and i'm thinking i'm not like every other part of me feels constantly stiff and like it doesn't really move the way it should but that one position feels fine uh, my shoulder on the other hand is always sort of yeah recurring that kind of i guess that's just the injury that's never really gone away <laughs> what did you have what, what was wrong with it so it's just that obviously someone went into the back of me and of course we're driving on the other side of the road as well so sort of where you've got your arm against the, the steering wheel just sort of and what do they give you in terms of trying to help what exercises or what do they say so i went for a long period of time to get yeah sort of it, it's difficult because it was all through the italian health system uh, and i went multiple times and was just getting sort of some yeah a few exercises to do some massage they would do a couple of sessions then i'd have to go back and get sort of renewed a new like another six or another 12 or whatever and then on my final my final visit he said did we ever send you for an x-ray and i said no and he said oh well we have to close all the paperwork now otherwise the insurance company won't pay so that's how we ended the story because what baffles me and especially when i was at bath rugby the, the physios and all that up there were watching what i was doing in the sessions with the players and it was 
they were they were I think one guy said God, we don't we don't know enough and the thing is I'm looking at them thinking what do you mean you don't know enough I'm not, I've never gone to university I've never studied physiotherapy or anything like that so there's me thinking you guys should be knowing all of this sort of stuff but actually it's very very surprising that they don't obviously they know an extreme amount in terms of what they know but just from joint health not as much as I thought they would which quite surprises me yeah, it's always quite scary to listen to doctors on podcasts because a lot of the time they're like well we're just guessing <laughs> but it's the practical application of it as well that something can be very very theoretical in terms of oh yeah well this is definitely what you've got wrong with you but as soon as it goes into some sort of practical element they have no idea and I suppose we're kind of in the reverse but we're definitely trying to learn as much of the theory as much as, as much as possible well this has been a, a very scary chat at the end <laughs> it was very positive until we took this deep <laughs> so it is as i said this is why probably when you know knowing that i was going to get a cha- chance to sit down and, and chat with you because i've seen you've also been off on other courses recently and you've done a lot of other things and i'd love to get you back on oh look at that big <laughs> smile <laughs> love to get you back <laughs> on the podcast another day to talk about some of these other things but i think the reason for me personally mobility sort of stood out is i, I as you said it's the, it's kind of the thing we lose uh, and everything else we kind of it's not too difficult to get back or we gain i think a lot of us even though we're maybe older we're stronger than than when we were younger because we started coming here and you know, with consistency you're getting these lifts in but it just seems that the the mobility it's not the same it's not even if you're coming here all the time i feel like unless you really think about it and actually try to do something it tends to have a a downward progression like exactly that yeah you know use it or lose it simple as that so i suppose that the takeaway here I, if i was to sort of recap i mean you've all just listened to this but if i was to recap what i think you said <laughs> is one is kind of maybe getting out of that mentality of i don't have time so it's not that you need to set aside a half hour before you know when you first get up half an hour before you go to bed and then do but throughout the day select sort of a few movements but with purpose as you said i think that was a good good line there to move with purpose uh, and then yeah just to have that consistency of going through it trying to identify maybe the areas that you need to spend more time and less time uh, and i guess looking at why because if you don't see why it's worth doing you're not going to do it pick, pick your poison really is it because you want to be able to stand up when you're 75 probably the correct answer is it because this will give you a fractional improvement on some lift or exercise within the gym and everyone will think you look cool? If that's the reason, great. <laughs> but maybe not the purest one, but still better than no reason. Exactly, yeah. It's a reason, better than nothing. But I definitely, you know, anything that I do, I, I do try to do it for, you know, if I've got competitions coming up or anything like that. I just want to try and be as good as possible. You know, my 100% now will be completely different to my 100% when I'm 70 years old. But I still want to be able to try to... So those numbers are going to keep going up, right? They are damn right they are. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but at 70 years old, I still want to have, have some sort of element of being a human being. You know, if I could still walk at 70 years old on my hands, I'll give it a damn go, go. As long as I don't break my bones on the way through. I'll wait to see that. And we'll get you back on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is, I think there was a, a statistic, wasn't it, about like people that live over 100. Uh, they tend to have... So it, what, if the people that do live and make it over 100 tend to be more mobile, more sort of self-sufficient than a lot of people that are in their sort of 70s because kind of in order to get to that point, they are the people that never stopped moving, kept doing their little, you know, walk to the shops or walking the dog or whatever, as opposed to somebody that from 60 was like, well, that's it now. I'm just in my chair watching TV. That's it. Uh, and there's this sort of, yeah, it's just interesting, isn't it, that 
it does I mean it does work if you keep moving you can quite easily see the payoff but it's so much easier to sit down of course it, yeah of course it is it's, it's when people say oh oh you just look like that do you know how how hard it is? I mean, biscuits and tea, I'm not going to lie, it's my absolute downfall. But do you know how hard it is not to have that donut that you're just looking at and think, oh, God, I could definitely do that. Again, everything you do is has got to be done in moderation. But, um, you know, you do have to take a bit of a hit sometimes, depending on what your outcome is. If you want to look fit or have better joints than this, that and the other. What's that guy, just 60 years old, just did eight hours and something? Oh, that, that plank. Is that, yeah. You know, somebody who was at 40 years old and just sat there, did absolutely nothing for the next 20 years. Oh, you've just got it. No, because the guy kept moving. So yeah, you you literally dictate what you want to be like later in life. Well, look at that. I think I think that's a nice, <laughs> a nice sort of full stop to the end of that uh, of that discussion about mobility. I know we went on a slight tangent. I think it was more my fault this time, but that was great. Do you have time for a little spotlight of a member? So uh, you know we have the member survey. All right. And seeing as I'm, I'm with someone who knows the people from the bridge. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to learn a few. You know, I, I feel like. I belong here now. Part of the part of the bridge yeah, crew. I, I've made my way into the Facebook group. Don't All tell right. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Very active in there. <laughs> oh, yes. Very much so. So our member this, this time is Simon. Beatston. Didn't give me his surname. But okay. Uh, we'll go through that? the stats and then you'll let me know if, if it's him. Uh, okay. What time do you usually train? Seven o'clock. Sound about right? What? In the morning? He's just said seven. Again, not AM or PM. This guy doesn't write the second parts of words. All <laughs> oh, right. No, definitely not. More midday. Okay, so it might be a different Simon. Simon, I don't know. It's a Simon. So Simon at seven, maybe. Could be evening. Could be right. Could be morning. Favorite movements in CrossFit? He said at the moment, all the core foundation movements. Okay. So that's a good answer, right? That's yeah. a very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, Shaxx would be happy with that answer. Yes, exactly. If you don't have a core, you don't have nothing. Really, I'm not going to lie. Now, I hadn't read this before. I mean, you've literally just watched me pull this up on my phone now. <laughs> yeah. But this is interesting. Your most hated movements in CrossFit Mobility restricted movements. Oh, that's very aggressive. <laughs> mobility. Oh, okay, so well, the, i.e., the ones he can't do. But he's. Okay. I guess so. He's added and bike or rowing. I find okay, but it's boring. Oh right. So uh, if you go. Okay. okay. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't, Don't, I'm only joking. Jack's yeah. never programs either of those things in a workout. No, it's does true. He? No, every day. How did you find CrossFit? So he says he googled it. And he probably heard about CrossFit because his brother does it. And he's been doing it about one and a half years. Here? I'm guessing here. Gosh, I love this guessing game. I'm trying to listen to this profile. And I've, the one I think I've said, Simon Beeson, is not the one, I don't think. Uh, I also ask for a fun fact from okay. from all of our, from whoever whoever writes in. And the fun fact could be about them. It could be about anything. Yeah. Now, l- last episode, nah, not impressed with the fun fact. <laughs> okay. I'll be honest with you. All right. Now, I'm going to give you this fun fact. What do I have? I just just, have to just let me it. know okay. what okay. what you think. Okay. His fun fact is cows have four stomachs. Okay, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. All right, okay. I read that okay. and I thought, is that a fun fact or is that not just something everybody knows? But no, apparently I'm, not. So no, I mean, I, I I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to say, do you know what? Cows have four stomachs. It's interesting to know from a fun fact. I'll take that. You're going to take that as well. Will that come up in some sort of like pub quiz? No, because I thought that was too general knowledge that everybody oh, really? knew. Oh, so you knew that? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I'm hoping that anyone who's listening to this and now go, oh, God, I can't believe you didn't know that. Then we go back to that first question. Of, What's the most embarrassing thing you did in the gym? <laughs> yeah. Well, we now didn't know that cows have four socks. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much, Sam. It's no been a lot nothing. of fun uh, chatting with you.
and uh, I guess we'll just hear now whatever I've recorded for the the outro of this episode. Yeah, well, do you know, I hope I get more downloads than you've had than than you've had. Well, the race so. is on, isn't it? So, so what have we what have we got to beat? I I don't know. It's I'm not going to say total downloads that you've got to beat. Shaq's his last episode is actually running away with that for some reason. <laughs> don't know why, but it's more how many in the first twelve hours. Twelve hours. Yeah. Right, okay. So that's uh, that's a little Sorry, benchmark. So so Nat, you know, he ticked over that hundred download mark quite quite quickly. Yeah, Dell sent me a. <laughs> A message about that saying he couldn't believe he'd been beaten to which i told oh, him right. it's probably all the new subscribers he brought along that are then <laughs> i mean theoretically the more people that start listening that the number would go up initially. each time i see so fingers crossed this plays in my favor that this you know the later you record it the better the odds are i suppose I like that yeah good chat. but also yeah publicize it if you want it. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you want to win i'll yeah, make well. sure we post who's winning oh brilliant okay and on that note we'll yeah, end thank it here. you thank you jace <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I left that final bit in, but he did it and I thought, why not? It sums up the, the conversation very nicely. So hopefully you enjoyed that chat and uh, we all learned something about mobility, uh, mobility versus flexibility. I thought that was very interesting. Simon, hopefully we, we got it right. If not, as I said, let us know who you are. If you haven't filled out the survey, please do so. It's very short, very quick, but we'd love to know who's listening to the podcast and we'd love to give you all a shout out. As always, social media links are in the description. Feel free to leave a nice review if possible, depending on uh, what platform you're listening to us on. If not, just give it a, a share. Uh, let people know about the podcast because uh, I think topics like mobility are very interesting and something we could all learn from. Well, that's all from me. So hopefully you'll be listening along in two weeks' time for the next episode.